are listening to the Undecided State of Being podcast with James Drake. the Undecided State Podcast. I'm your host, James Dring, and I'm excited about today's episode because I've really been thinking a lot recently about Millennials and Generation Z. Generation Z for all you Americans out there. Identified as anyone born after 1981 up to and including people born in 2014, these two generations hold the key to our future in the palms of their hands. They range from all the way from 4 to 37 right now, and Millennials and Generation Z will be creating and shaping tomorrow all the way to somewhere around 2093 or beyond. And that's a hell of a lot of time. They have emerged into a challenging world filled with complexity and opportunity on a scale never before seen by any prior generation. It's a world where technology is being integrated into our daily lives at a pace that is mind-boggling, and where the old traditions and sense of stability that we used to be able to rely on are being shaken to their foundations. And this can cause many people, including us old-timers, to question everything. Is this who I'm meant to be? How will I succeed? What will success even look like, and how can I deal with the problems that are facing me? Just a couple of the questions that people ask themselves all the time. I'm a firm believer that an old dog can learn new tricks, but I also know that many of us wish we had learned those same tricks a lot earlier in our lives. And one thing that I've always appreciated is the passion and energy that millennials bring to the table. In considering today's episode, I decided to engage the thoughts of one of the millennials in my life. So I sat down with my cousin Alec and I took him through a brainstormed list of advice that I thought might be relevant to people in high school and beyond. Things that, if learned early, might really make a difference in their lives and their careers. I asked him to identify some topics that he felt stood out as great starting places um, for the next few episodes or so. Fundamentals that serve to create a solid launchpad for success, whether you're old or young. I'm going to talk about the first one of these that he pointed out today. Now, while this episode might be uh, of special significance to those people who are starting out, I think following the following discussion around one of these important fundamentals of success is a great reminder to all of us. If you take a look around you today and think about the people that you know and those you can observe, how many do you think take a no-fear approach towards their lives? And I'm not talking about jumping out of planes here, but the kind of approach where they go all in on the important stuff, regardless of whether or not they think they might fail. Now, how many of those same people do you think only wish they could have a no-fear approach towards their lives, but they just can't seem to bring themselves to commit on that kind of level? I bet the number of those people is a heck of a lot bigger than the first group. In fact, I'm willing to bet that the members of the first group are happier and progressing faster towards being successful than those in the second group who are likely moving forward, but just can't escape the feeling inside themselves that they could be doing so much more than they are. They could be so much happier than they are, if only. Now ask yourself, which group are you in? If I'm being honest with myself, I would have to say that up until this year, I've kind of floated between both groups. In areas that I knew I was strong in, I was firmly rooted in the realm of no fear. In areas I wasn't though, many of which I knew were important to me moving forward and becoming the person that I wanted to be, the person that I need to be, I all too often found myself in the second group. And as Eric Thomas says, I guess in those moments, I just, 
I didn't really want to be successful, I just kind of wanted it. But I wasn't ready and willing to go through the pain to get to that next level unless it came easy. And of course, it never really comes easy when it's that important. For those who have a no-fear attitude towards life, it often comes down to a willingness to embrace failure. These people know that in order to gain their, their heart's desires tomorrow, they have to be willing to risk some pain today. They understand that failure is baked into the equation and that each time they have a setback, they also get another opportunity provided to them that will teach them some valuable wisdom that they can use on their own journeys. I often ask people I'm coaching, can you put a time frame on your success? Can you say, by this date and time I will successfully and absolutely be the person I'm supposed to be? Well, not if you're really being honest with yourself. The fact is, that you can do everything within your worldly power to be successful and attain that goal by this date and that time, but you can't 100% control every factor, so you might not get there in quite the time frame that you'd imagined. Or do you say, if I'm not here by X time, well then forget it. Well, let me ask you, did your parents give up on you learning to walk? No? Well, why not? Huh? because they knew it was going to take as long as it takes. And you knew that too. As a kid, as a, as a little baby trying to learn how to walk, you had no idea what your limitations were. So you tried things. You fell, you got back up, you tried again, and so on and so on until BAM! One day you were walking. But somewhere along the line, as we grow, we also begin to understand failure and the accompanying discomfort that comes along with it. We learn to avoid it, and unfortunately, the reality of our environments these days and the societies that we have also make it easier for us to shy away from the path so that we don't fail. I mean, what's the price of just being okay? We still have a roof over our heads, clothes on our backs, and food in our bellies. And sure, we're not quite happy, but you know, who really is? One of the most important things that we can learn early is to embrace and own every failure or setback. If you're if you're not just starting out, but already firmly on your path, not yet living the no-fear life that you should be, then today is as good a day as any to make this lesson and take it to heart and start applying it. You've heard me talk about stepping outside your comfort zone, how essential it is to your growth as a person. Well, part of that entails having some failures and setbacks along the way. Last week, I hosted a virtual workshop for a group of employees that I've been coaching for the last six months. The previous one that I did with a different group had been very successful, with a lot of dialogue and intera interaction through the question and answer period. This one didn't go so smoothly. When it came time for the group to interact, crickets. Eventually, I got one person to ask a question, and unfortunately, in the first few seconds of them asking it, it was very clear that they had not paid attention to anything I had said in the past 20 minutes. You can imagine how I felt. Needless to say, when I went away from that workshop, I was a bit shaken and out of balance. To make matters worse, the next workshop that afternoon, even worse. No one engaged. No one made a peep. Except when I said, thanks for your time today, and I let them all go. And the, and the worst part of it was there were leaders on that call, and they chose not to speak up. I felt like a stand-up comic who's just made a really, really big joke and it landed very, very flat. The kind of dead air 
that would have broken most comics and they would never go back on the stage again. I could have made excuses or justifications as to why it didn't go well. And I could have blamed the audience, but I didn't. A long time ago, I heard a great piece of advice that has served me well. The advice was related to sales, but because of the process that I'm going through and redefining who I am, I was able to apply it to this situation. And the advice was this, it sounds so simple. The less you care about yes, the easier it becomes. It's about anticipating failure and seeing it as just a part of the journey. So instead of curling up in a ball and crying like a part of me wanted to, I owned the failure and started reflecting back on what I had learned. What worked and what didn't? What changes did I need to make to get people more involved? After a few tweaks and some practice runs, I nailed it this morning. Back on track and feeling like a rock star. As someone just starting out in their adult life or someone who's in the process of redefining themselves, the ability to embrace and own each and every failure is what I call a foundational skill that will be intrinsic to your success in this world. And I hate to break it to you, but the universe is not a safe place. It's not a a safe place at all. It doesn't care about your success and you cannot outrun the unfairness and cruelty of the world and expect to be successful. There is no safe zone where you can win all the time. There's not always going to be someone outside or an outside force or factor to blame for your failures. And the trophy that you're going to get at the end of your days if you don't learn how to embrace your failures and take ownership of them is a big one. It's called regret and resentment. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, I get it. Embrace failure and own it. Great. But how do we do it if it's not something we've already been doing? How do we begin to practically build this skill and put it to use for us? Well, I'm currently using two different practices that seem to be both easy for me to do, which of course means that I'll do them more, and have shown actual results for me. The first exercise I'm doing is one that I try to apply prior to stepping outside my comfort zone and into the area where I'm not as skilled or confident as I usually am some place where maybe it's a bit outside my my skill purview or something that I've just never tried before. Take this podcast, for example. This is a work in progress, and I know it's a process of an evolution as I learn and grow, but it also comes with some elements of risk. I mean, I could suck. People could literally hate it or feel that what I'm doing is a waste of time. Worse, they might not even bother to listen in the first place. Knowing this and anticipating the impact of fear that, f- that it has on failure allows me to plan to address it. Before each recording, I tell myself the following things. Number one, you may suck today and that's okay. Because if you don't do this, you will never get better and you will, nev- you will come to regret it. Number two, once you're done, you've scored another victory. You've stepped through your fear and you did what you said you would. You're one step closer to the dream that you have. Number three, after this, you will have the opportunity and privilege of reflecting back on it and learning from it. And number four, after this, you will be better prepared for tomorrow's challenges. I did this exercise before each of my recent presentations and again today before this podcast. 
It is what allowed me to have two horrible presentations in a row, dust myself off, and smash through the next one with style. The second exercise I do is upon a failure or setback actually happening. And this is one that I use specifically when it's a time that my brain doesn't immediately own it, so I know I need to figure out a way to own it and embrace it, or it will undermine me. I find the time to sit down and reflect back on what happened. And because I like to write lists and things down and stuff, I write the following. What happened? What was the situation? How do I feel about it? What was the original intent, the goal, and the idea that I had? What would have been the impact if it had worked out properly? And then I write all the reasons I think that it didn't work out, whether I think they're legitimate or not. I write everything down. It's very cathartic. I then look at what I've got and I put a star beside all the stuff that stands out to me as being not in my control, a justification, excuse, or anything that sounds like blame. I scribble through these things with my pen so that they're not on the list anymore. And what I'm left with are the things that are within my control, the things that I own heart and soul. I then take those things and I write down what specific actions I think that I can take to address them. And then, and then, I commit to trying it again as early as possible. Now what if I get to the end of the list and I have nothing that I can own? Bullshit. There's always something you can own. And if I don't have time to write stuff down, well then I mentally go through the exact same exercise because owning each setback or failure is the only way to approach the next challenge ready for action and in the best position to succeed. There are many ways to embrace and own failure. I just illustrated two of them that work for me. The important point here though is that you need to embrace and own it. Fear of failure will not get you the girl. It won't buy you the big house and the fancy cars. It won't make you the real money. It will not create the perfect build that you're hoping for to, or make you lose weight faster. Fear of failure will not improve your relationships or get you that job. Listen to me. Failure is good. It is essential. It is an opportunity. It will make you better and it will make you stronger and you will get through it. Failure is not a reflection on your inability to succeed, unless you avoid it, unless you can't find a way to own it and do something with it. If you can though, if you can find a way to welcome it and turn it into an ally, if you can learn from it and grow from it and let it propel you hungrily towards the next challenge, then my friends, opportunities will come and the more you practice this, the more successful you will become at anything that you care about. Well, that's a wrap for today. The first of my series of foundational skills that form what I think are the building blocks of success and achieving anything that you set your mind to, all part of the Phoenix Doctrine overall. I'd love to hear from you about what insights you have on failure and how you deal with it. So if you please, you know, if you if you want to, leave a comment. Um, you can contact me at my website, theundecidedstate.com, um, talk to me on Twitter at UndecidedState1, or write me an email at the undecided state at outlook.com. You can also follow the undecided state on Instagram. As always, 
If what I've talked about has made sense to you and you found any value in it, I would ask that you consider the people in your life that you care about. And if you know anyone that might benefit from something that I'm doing, please consider sharing this podcast and my website with them. Until next time, take care and take action.